0: Priority One message from Starfleet coming in on Secured Channel.
1: You are listening to the Trek Ranks Podcast, a member of the Tricorder Transmissions Podcast Network. This is episode 32, featuring the top five holodeck episodes. Welcome, Star Trek fans. I am Jim Morehouse, and I am the host of the Trek Ranks podcast. And tonight, we have another fun one for you as we continue our Pride Month celebration with an episode that's it has been on our long list. I, I say that a few times, but this one's been on our long list right from day one of the Trek Ranks podcast. Computer, to watch! Tonight, we are activating our favorite program, and we're discussing our top five holodeck episodes we thought that would be a great uh, topic to do for Pride Month because in a holodeck, you can be anything you want to be. We think that's a pretty great message for uh, for Pride. And joining us tonight for this awesome topic are two fellow podcasters right here from the Tricorder Transmissions Podcast Network. They are the hosts of Reading Trek, where they get in-depth and into the nitty-gritty on the awesome world of Star Trek literature. They are Will Conlin and Marty Ali. Marty, Will, are you guys there?
0: Uh, you can call me Captain Proton for the next hour.
1: <laughs> oh, A, a <laughs> teaser. A teaser. I like it. Oh, This is great. It's so awesome to have you guys both on. That was Will, by the way. And this is Marty.
2: Hi. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm so excited.
1: Yeah, really excited. Yeah, I've been fired up to get you guys on. We love. Read, any reading Trek updates for you guys? What uh, I, I know you just dropped the James Swallow episode, right? I'm looking forward to that
0: one. Yeah, and I had a great conversation with the author himself. It was really great to ta- chat with him and talk about his inspirations and where he's potentially going in
1: the future with more Star Trek novels. That that is awesome. That's going to be I I'm still too behind on uh, the Discovery books, but I'm I'm going to catch up. Great trilogy.
2: Yeah. The, this this most recent one was probably one of the best ones. I think it's our longest episode we've done just because there was so much to talk about.
1: Oh, that uh, well, I will be listening when I catch up. Uh, well, actually, how ahead are the spoilers on that one? Uh, not too bad. Okay, spoilerish. Yeah, maybe that'll be more of a preview one. I, I think I'll listen. All right, and since this is the first time we have these guys on, we like to uh, to get our quick Trek origin story from our first time guest. So, it's, it's it's you know we were just talking about this. It's now a, like a mini Trek profiles. Another great show here on the Tricorder Transmissions, which is. Hosted by our friend John Krikorian. So, Will, let's start with you. How quickly, how did you get into Trek?
0: Oh, very quickly. Well, I was born the same year that TNG came on the air, so I had a lot of Trek growing up, and I was able to see these first runs. And I think one of my earliest television memories is my entire family collectively freaking out at the end of Best of Both Worlds, Part One. So it was just something that was kind of always there. My brother used to tease me if I left the TV for a few minutes. He'd come back and tell me that they cut off Spock's ears, and I'd scream, "No!" Uh, so yeah, it was kind of all that. And then uh, I went to Star Trek: The Experience in Vegas, and actually. Gave Getting to be like on the bridge, you know, just kind of blew me away. And I've been a huge fan ever since.
1: Oh, Star Trek, the experience. Be still my heart. Miss it every day. I miss that place.
0: How would they cut off Spock's ears in TNG? (laughs) I'm just curious. Oh,
1: no, no. I I would watch TNG and TOS. Oh, okay, okay. All right, which leads me to my question before we get to Marty, and I always ask this, but I ask it because I don't really care, and I don't check with guests beforehand. But are you a completist? Have you seen all of Trek or not? You know, I I think I am at this point. I think I'm up to about ninety eight percent.
0: I was. Okay. I, um, I've only been to two STLVs, but I kind of set myself out to get to completist level. Um, after last STL, after first STLV, which was two years ago, uh, I watched Enterprise from beginning to end, which I had. I had a. Few missing there and then last one last time i watched a few uh i watched deep space nine and i had a few missing from that as well so at this point i think i'm down to maybe like five episodes of the animated series maybe a couple episodes of voyager that i missed first run and that's about it
1: okay yeah we always ask because you don't need to be a completist to be a star trek fan in fact I am quite jealous of people who are not completed, because it means they have Star Trek still to discover out there. Oh, it's the best feeling when you see something you hadn't seen before, and you go,
0: wow, that's suddenly a new favorite.
1: That's awesome. All right, Marty, how about you? How did you uh, get your your Trek life started?
2: Well, growing up in a house with three brothers who were all Star Wars fans, (laughs) I didn't get a lot of Star Trek growing up, but I did fall in love with it when the 2009... Kelvin universe got booted up. Oh, right. um, from that movie. I then went back and watched um, all of the series, TNG, D space nine, Voyager enterprise, and then looped back around to the original series.
1: Oh, that's great. So you've seen it all now. And so you're a recent, a relatively recent fan. I love when I hear people yeah. got into it from the Kelvin time
2: within the last
1: 10 years. Yeah. No, oh, that's fantastic. It's, Almost been 10 years. Can you believe that? Yeah. Star Trek 2009. (laughs) Incredible. All right. Well, let's jump into our general order number one reset here at Trek Ranks, which starts with the fact that we love Star Trek. And we use uh, the ranks just to, to get the conversation started on some deep dive topics. So as the Vulcan master likes to remind us each week, the main driver for all of our discussions here at the Trek Ranks podcast is...
2: Infinite Diversity in infinite combinations.
1: That's right. Our mantra here at Trek Ranks is no wrong answers. And our show is all about all the reasons that we love Star Trek. We're not here to nitpick or to argue, but just to celebrate the greatness of Trek. And we love it all from TOS to TNG, straight through to Enterprise and the Kelvin Timeline, and now Discovery, of course. It's all fair game here on the Trek Ranks podcast.
2: Black Alert. Alert. Black Alert,
1: And a quick reminder that Discovery Season 1 spoilers are potentially in play, even though there weren't really any holodecks per se in the first season of Discovery. But there was that one awesome kind of Klingon battle simulation, so who knows? Maybe that'll fit into someone's prime directive. No wrong answers here on Trek Ranks. And one more thing, just a reminder that we used episodes as a quick and easy shorthand. But the 13 films are, are always in play. It's just easier to refer to episodes as kind of a catch-all. Most of that you've probably heard before. We like to reset every week for any newcomers jumping into Trek Ranks for the first time. And on that note, a reminder that our entire back catalog is available for you to download and listen to at trekranks.com and at the TricorderTransmissions.com. Because one of the beauties of our show is that each episode is pretty timeless. So you can listen in any order you want, and if you're familiar with Star Trek, then you'll find each topic fun and familiar as well, I think. So if you haven't come back to listen to any old episodes, we highly encourage that you do that.
0: Hailing frequencies are open.
1: Thank you, Lieutenant Yahura. If you'd like to contact Trek Ranks, the best way to do that is to find us on Twitter at Trek Ranks and at Enterprise Extra. You can call us and leave us a message with your own picks at 609 512 llap at 609-512-5527. And you can consider any voicemail message that you leave us and audition for to be on the show. We would love to, uh, to to hear you call in and leave us your picks. You can also find the Tricorder Transmissions on Facebook. And for those of you enjoying all of our shows here at the network, you can support us at patreon.com slash the Tricorder Transmissions, where you can find a link at the thetricordertransmissions.com. All right, so to wrap it up, Marty and Will would like to tell everybody how they can get a hold of you guys. Marty? Um, You can find me online at Time Travel
2: Marty. You can also find our podcast at Reading Trek and readingtrek.thetricordertransmissions.com.
0: And you can find me on Twitter at William G. Conlin. And uh, you can also find me in the unofficial Star Trek Las Vegas Facebook group, which is uh, moderated and run by our Tricorder Transmission leaders, Heather and Jeff.
1: That uh, time travel Marty is a pretty great handle. I love it. I love it too. I'm never getting rid of it. Okay, I think we're ready to jump into our prime directive as we break down exactly how we made our picks tonight, entering the holodeck.
0: Program complete. You may enter.
1: So Will and Marty, for today's show, we're jumping straight into our prime directive. So let's uh, let's figure out how everybody narrowed down their selections. I think we don't need to do the diagnostic cycle because tonight's topic is pretty simple. We're just picking our top five holodeck episodes. And you can define a holodeck episode really any way you want to. Any way you want to do it. So you can go big and broad with some of the obvious picks, or. Maybe you go more subtle with something like Unexpected from Enterprise, where Trip gets pregnant in a holodeck, an alien holodeck. I highly doubt anyone's going to pick Unexpected tonight, but who knows? We'll see. That's, uh, you can define this topic any way you want. So Marty, let's start with you. How did you narrow down your list, and was there anything tricky on your end in terms of how you maybe defined a holodeck episode?
2: Well, there's nothing really tricky about how I defined it. Um, I I looked at episodes that primarily took place on a holodeck or a holodeck-like space and then used that to kind of drive the plot along. I did have a lot of trouble making my picks because there were a lot of great stories to choose from, but
1: well, that's that's the story of Trek ranks. Yeah. <laughs> it's always hard. It's always hard. All right, how about you, Will? How did you uh, narrow down and define your picks? Well, yeah, I absolutely wanted it to be
0: ones where the holodeck was a primary theme in the episode, but I also wanted it to be ones where, you know, what happens on the holodeck or involving holograms advanced the plot or the specifics of a character within a
1: series. Okay, interesting. So I think from my end this one is pretty simple for me. I I mean, I really, I only really considered some of the classic holodeck episodes. So like you guys said, the holodeck was only used peripherally and then it wasn't really in contention for me, like something like unexpected. And then from there, I went with my old Trek rank staple, which uh, is kind of defining how I choose my episodes is, is I always kind of come down to, if I can only choose one to watch for the rest of my life, which one am I picking? That's kind of how my brain works. So, I basically just went with my favorites from uh, that would be defined as generally holiday episodes. So, should be a great show tonight. So, let's jump in with Third Ramadoclon and get the order of things. I am a Jemhadar. He is a Vorta, it is the order of things. And just a quick reminder on how we're going to go through the order of things. First, each of us will reveal our original Trek Ranks five words and a hashtag summary to tease our pick. Then we'll reveal our episode and why we picked it. And at the end, we'll try and get a few secondary system selections for the picks that maybe just missed our list. And tonight, I have to think we might have some duplicates since holodeck episodes are a pretty finite area of selection. And you will know when we have a duplicate when you hear this sound. Those are the Defiant Torpedoes, and we love them. Okay, Will, let's start with you. What's your number five pick for your top five holodeck episode?
0: All right, five words for it is, the name's Bashir, Julian Bashir.
1: (laughs) Hashtag,
0: a lot of kick for a 45 dom.
1: Oh, I love it. Our man Bashir.
0: I mean this is not only a um just a, a fun episode this is like a if I'm in a bad mood I'm going to put this episode on uh, but I think it's a critical episode in uh, Bashir's plot line because You know, I like to look a lot deeper into the stories and the characters, and the first time we meet Julian Bashir in the pilot, uh, he says, you know, this is the frontier, this is where heroes are made, and you see the development of his character, that he wants to be a hero, so I think this is a great episode that shows his development into a hero and, and how he gets to where he is by the end of the season, by the end of the series.
1: It it really is. It comes right in the middle of the series too, and it you just say it's so watchable and so rewatchable. It's it's like it's I could put this on a loop and just watch it forever and over and over. It's it's that good. And for those who have seen you know, who have seen the posts that I do in the Star Trek
0: group, they've seen my wall, they know that I have two like giant framed objects that are my tributes to Star Trek and James Bond right next to each other covered in autographs of all the Bonds and all the captains and everything. So I mean, this is like pure catnip for me to have a James Bond themed episode and to have it so specific that MGM actually came down on them because they did it. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's 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 the perfect kind of and hopefully this is you'll agree with this. It's like a send up of kind of that campy Bond era. Oh yeah. And it's massively campy, but it's also not campy because it's totally cool and the storyline is awesome and Cisco's chewing the scenery is Hippocrates Noah, it's it's the best. It's amazing. What's your take on our man Bashir, Marty? I I like Kira's Russian accents.
2: Um, um, it's a fun episode. I like I like the James Bondness of it. I'm not personally a huge James Bond fan, so this episode didn't make my list, but uh, it's a great episode nonetheless.
1: Anastasia Komodanov or whatever Kira's name was, and of course uh, Garrick to, to have an uh, you oh. know him and
0: Garrick together, just the great buddy pairing of of all Star Trek.
1: And by the way, that was like a huge episode for their friendship because and it was deep because of the spy stuff where garrick was like literally like getting in his face like you're playing games here this is a joke we need to sacrifice these people get out of here and bashir wouldn't do it and garrick learned a couple of new tricks yeah it's really it's awesome okay our man bashir kicks us off that is a classic holodeck episode where julian bashir can literally be whatever he wants to be all right marty what's your number five pick
2: all right, my number five pick, my five words, Worf's family violates Prime Directive, hashtag sign of the La Forge.
1: Oh, this is a great pick.
2: It's TNG season seven, episode 13, Homeward.
1: Hmm. It, this was on my secondary systems. So I love this deep cut pick.
2: I, it's like a precursor to Star Trek insurrection in a way. They just kind of lift the culture up and, and have to cart them somewhere else. And they don't even know where they're taking them. But what hits me about this episode is um, the ending when, I forget his name, the character who who wanders outside of the holodeck.
1: Yeah, I'm so So, glad you brought it up. Or the Seer, Seeker or Recorder or something? What do they call him? The Scriber or something like that. Yeah, something like whatever his... He was like the record keeper. But yeah, his... His arc in this in this episode is amazing.
2: It's really good. Um, and then the fact that he he can't he can't tell his people what he's seen, and he can't keep it a secret, but he also won't fit in with the Federation, and so he just has nowhere to go, and he ends his life, and it's so tragic. But, but it really hits me every time I watch it.
1: It really is powerful, powerful ending, and sad ending, and poignant. And it's why it was really close on my list, but I ended up not including it. Will, what's your take on Homeward?
0: You know, it, this is actually one that I don't think I've seen since it originally aired. So uh, i I would have been seven years old when it came out. So I'm actually I'm might be putting this on tonight.
1: Uh, I want to re I want to revisit re- this episode. Oh, you are in for a treat.
2: It's a really good episode. I mean,
1: Paul Sorvino's in it. It's the, the war stuff is great. Cassidy Yates is in it. Okay. It's not, it's I'm looking not at it Cassidy right now. I, the way that I always do this
0: is I'm right on memory <laughs> alpha. So I love seeing that pennies in there. So yeah, this is fantastic. All
1: right. Well, what did they call that guy? I can't remember. The Barat, uh, Paul Servino. Uh, no, no, the, no the, the guy was like, oh, he's like a researcher or something. I can't remember. I'll think of it. At uh, Vital. Uh, yeah. Not his actual name, but his job was like, hmm. it's driving me crazy. Right, I'm going to cut all this out. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on to my number five pick. We're not cutting any of that out, by the way. So. <laughs> All right. Our number, my number five pick, uh, my five words in a hashtag, Datas, Deputies, Durango, and Deadwood. Hashtag, I'm beginning to see the appeal of this program. <laughs> it is a fistful of Datas from season six of TNG. It's my number 23 ranked episode at Trek Rags. I love This episode is just so much fun for me. I love a good Western. But my main reason for picking this is because I I love just the clever execution of this episode. The stakes are super high. They feel very real. And I said this before on Trek Ranks when I chose this as one of my top five data episodes. But the performance from Brent Spiner playing all these different characters is just amazing. And when they... Cut to the moment in the jail cell where Eli Hollander is suddenly data and he's saying, what's the matter? Was my paw a little rough on you? That was so creepy. So well done. Love that scene. Love Troy as the mysterious stranger Durango. And, oh, we also get some spot and poetry, uh, poetry about his cat. It's just su- super, super fun. Love this. Love this episode. What's uh, What's your take, Marty? I like this
2: episode too. Um, I wrote down hashtag handy with the shooting iron. <laughs> um, the only the only part of this episode that, that bothers me is how terrible a father that wharf is, but that's that's like Wharf's arc throughout all of TNG.
1: Yes, that that's that'll be another episode of uh TNG when we do uh top five parents and nobody picks Wharf. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, how about you? What's your take on fistful of the, I, I love this episode. This is actually on my secondary
0: systems. Uh, and I'll explain later why, uh, it wasn't one of my top five, but, um, this, this is such a great episode. It's such a classic as one you can watch over and over again. And I actually remember, uh, about four years ago, I got to visit Deadwood, South Dakota. And I remember walking down the main street of, it and I just said out loud and my entire family looked at me like I was insane. I'm beginning to see the appeal of this program. Uh, and they all just looked at me like, what's the matter with you?
1: That's spectacular. I love this episode. I definitely one of my uh, all-time favorites. All right, let's move to round 4. Will, what's your number 4 pick?
0: All right, my five words are better in black and white and hashtag is listen to me very carefully because I'm only going to say this once. Coffee black. <laughs> It is Voyager, Bride of Chaotica. Of course, it is. And I actually I had to really think about this as to know whether or not I wanted to do Bride of Chaotica or Night, But I think Bride of Chaotica showcases Captain Proton better, so I went ahead and went with that. Uh, I think it's just great, and I love I love the that fifties feel, science fiction. That's that's just what I've always grown up on, and I think it was so cool when they were able to get all those classic tropes into a holodeck program, and it just I mean, it's it's great, and, and again, it advances Tom Paris as a character, so I think it's got a great place in Voyager.
1: Oh, for sure. What what classic tropes? Doesn't every show have a... not every show has a destructo beam. Oh, well, oh. You know, I, love, <laughs> I love Satan's Robot on Game of Thrones. Oh, Satan's Robot. I, I'm a huge fan of Bride of Chaotica, huge fan of Buster Kincaid and Satan's Robot, and all the fun that's going on in that episode. Uh, Marty how about you what's your take on Bride of Chaotica
2: I love it uh, when Janeway grabs the big microphone and just whips the cord (laughs) onto the ground like Indiana Jones style
1: (laughs) yeah the the performances from Kate Mulgrew and the guy who played Chaotica with Martin Rainer they're just they're epic they're just both just chewing the scenery And, and Picardo is the president of the world (laughs) <laughs> so the president of the Earth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so great. And I got to say, one of my all-time favorite, it's its literally one of my favorite uh, Voyager moments ever, of all the, there's so many great one-liners, but there's one, this, this deadpan line from Tom Paris that, actually, I'm going to play for you right now. Let me get this straight.
0: Transdimensional aliens have mistaken your Captain Proton simulation for reality. Yes, ma'am. And now an armed conflict has broken up between these aliens and Chaotica's holographic army.
1: Yes, ma'am. His army of evil. Genius (laughs) delivery on that from Robbie Duncan McNeil is so
0: funny. And a personal connection that I have to the episode, too, is as a Star Trek fan, the first Star Trek autographs that I ever got in my life. I was 12 years old at a Galaxy Ball, which was an event that Robert Beltran used to put on in L.A. Uh, to benefit a charity. It was when Voyager was in production. So the first two autographs that I ever got was a black and white of Captain Proton signed by uh, Bobby McNeil and Garrett Wang. Oh, that's,
1: that's awesome. All right, let's go on to Marty's round four pick. What do you got, Marty?
2: All right, round four. Lions, Tigers, and Herojan Nazis. <laughs> hashtag keep the war outside. Voyager season four, episodes 18 and 19,
1: The Killing Game. I would just like to say that is a fantastic five words in a hashtag. Keep <laughs> the war outside. I love The Killing Game. All right, what? right, why'd you pick The Killing Game?
2: It's just a great holodeck episode. I mean, the fact that the the crew doesn't know who they are, so they're actually playing these characters in the holodeck. And I love at the end of the episode when the side of the holodeck gets blown out Mm -hmm. and you can just see like the four decks of Voyager through the holodeck. And then, of course, like when the Americans come in, they're just like, that must be a secret hideout, you know, just being dumb Americans.
1: Uh, it was the, that special effect is incredible for that time, and it still stands up today. And, and the dumb Americans uh, Paris Get the lead out of your pants. Yeah. He's yelling at the guy. Keep it moving! Keep it moving! Get the lead out of your pants. Yes, sir. You heard <laughs> Mid
2: 20th century American slang.
1: You got a problem with that, sister?
2: You're enjoying this simulation. I find that peculiar, given the circumstances.
1: Loosen up, baby doll. The war's almost over.
2: I don't know. It's just a a fun story, and I love Voyager because they tell fun stories most of the time, and it's one of my favorite uh, two-part episodes in the whole all of Star Trek. So
1: totally agree. The Killing Game is on my secondary systems. I love everything about it, and plus the they just the Hirogen are
2: badass. They're
1: bad. Oh, and there's
2: there's a moment where. Where they're showing a guy who's in a hallway stuck between like a, a hollow wall and regular space, and it looks like his legs are cut off, like oh, they right. were in World War Two. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought that was really clever. Yeah,
1: yeah, amazing. How about you, Will? What's your take on the Killing Game?
0: Killing Game is actually one of my favorite episodes of Star Trek period. Oh, it's, wow. it's on my secondary systems because of the rules that I set forth in doing this. I, I really took this serious. <laughs> um, <laughs> we love it, that. It doesn't advance the plot of the show, so it did not make my top five. It's in my secondary systems because just as like a two-parter, as something you can watch over and over again, it's It's in my top ten of all of Star Trek. So uh, Everything that Marty has said, I think some of the cleverness in design uh, of the show, and, and we're talking fourth season, so I mean, fourth season and, you know, to come up with something as unique as, as this idea, I thought was absolutely brilliant. I love, you know, um, Jerry Ryan's performance, you know, singing the songs and uh, Mademoiselle de Neuf. I think that the whole thing is just, it's, it's my favorite. I love yeah. it.
1: it. I was just about to say that to, uh, to close it out because you can't really describe it any better than that. The, the dynamic between Janeway and Seven of Nine, in, when she gets awakened... Or awoken in the episode and has to kind of dance her way through it. Absolutely amazing. Love, I I love, love. Klingon Neelix. <laughs> and Klingon Neelix. All right, oh, yeah. All right. Let's move on to my round four pick to close out round four. My five words and a hashtag to manufacture triumph. Here, here. Hashtag DS Nine Innings of Fun. And it is Take Me Out to the Holosuite from DS9 Season 7. It's number 87 for me over at Trek Ranks. And I love this episode. Again, it's another one with just amazing execution. I love that there's no big stakes on this episode. It's just a baseball game, and Cisco's totally into it and wants to beat these jerky Vulcans and uh, and teach them a lesson and then quickly realizes the folly of that, and then he's going to get crushed. What else you got Rom and Cisco and Odo as the umpire? So many great gags. I just uh I love this episode and I love the fact that it proves that Vulcans, the Vulcans, uh, the jerk Vulcans from Enterprise made sense because these Vulcans are a bunch of jerks. <laughs> so, Will, what's your take on Take Me Out to the Hall of Suite?
0: Well, I just want that baseball
1: signed by all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be the coolest thing on your desk ever That is a pretty great final shot of the episode with the baseball.
0: Yeah, I think it's just a fun episode. Again, it's not on my list because it didn't advance the plot. I, I, you know I really I, I took this too seriously, probably, but,
1: no but it's,
0: it's it's great, you know it, it's fun and it's just yeah, um, I love that there's that little um, note to uh, Captain Pike in there, the Christopher Pike Medal of Valor. Oh, that's right. Yeah, a lot of of little details in there. And that's the kind of stuff that I love as a fan, because when you're at that, you know, when you're at season seven of DS9, then you've got 30 30 plus years of Star Trek behind you. So the fact that they can keep referencing classic stuff that that deep in, I love it.
1: Awesome. How about you, uh, Marty?
2: Uh, This is a fun episode. Uh, I mean, I don't have any... Strong feelings for it, either on either side. Even when Odo throws Cisco out of the game. No, I turn it off every time Cisco throws Nog out of the game <laughs> oh, because it breaks my heart. Away, it breaks no, my it, heart.
1: Yeah, it wasn't. It was Rom, not Nog. But uh, oh, sorry. But um, he, but he learns his lesson. He learns his lesson. All right. Let's uh, let's jump in on the soup round, round three. Will, what's your number three pick?
0: Soup round. <laughs> All right, so mine's a bit of a mix because I'm I'm going to talk about this episode, but I'm going to use a different reference for my hashtag. I'm going to say uh, five words are the city by the bay, hashtag watch your back dicks and dump the broad.
1: <laughs> oh, I love it. That's, that's perfect. Um, now I so know what
0: this episode is. TNG, the big goodbye. Uh, and, and this was my debate on whether or not I was going to do fistful of datas or the big goodbye, because I think they're the two coolest TNG holodeck episodes. But at the end of the day, um, I, I like the way that it advanced Picard as a character, cause this is so early on in TNG. So you learn a lot about Picard. I think you learn a lot about the holodeck itself in the episode. And, um, you also just kind of learn a little bit about just everybody in, the that era of the Federation that, you know, they're, they use the holodeck to learn about earth's history. Uh, You know, when they're all saying, what is an automobile and, you know, what is it like to be in San Francisco 350 years ago? Uh, So I think it's just really, um, it's a great episode for the characters and, and to establish what the holodeck was.
1: Oh, I love that. The big goodbye got on somebody's list. It's not on my list. It's on my secondary systems. It's literally where it all started. I mean, it's, kind of the beginning of big-time holodeck episodes. Uh, Marty, what's your take on it?
2: Hashtag Dixon kill. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love this episode because everybody is just so amazed by how the holodeck works. And you get Picard um, running out to the conference room to tell everybody about this new holodeck. And he's got that big lipstick smear streaked across his face, and Beverly has to get up and clean it off.
1: Excited Picard is pretty great. Yeah. So awesome. And that great scene where data has got the, it's trying to move the lamp and it unplugs and he's like shaking it and shaking it. And then <laughs> Beverly, <laughs> somebody plugs it in Beverly, I think and he's like, Oh, I fixed it.
0: <laughs> I think I also picked it too, because if I had a choice of where I would want to go on a holodeck, 1930 San Francisco would definitely be on my list.
1: That's awesome. So it sounds, sounds like a great destination. Dixon Hill.
2: The program's installed and waiting.
0: Program desired location. Earth, United States, San
2: Francisco, California.
0: Time period.
2: 1941, A.D.
0: File or access code.
2: File, Dixon Hill, private detective.
0: Enter when ready.
2: Captain's personal log. I'm entering the ship's holodeck where images of reality can be created by our computer. Highly useful in crew training. Highly enjoyable when used for games and recreation.
1: Great pick. Love these picks. Marty, what's your uh, soup round pick? My soup round
2: pick. Holosuite plus PTSD equals profits. Hashtag I'm an engineer, not a philosopher. DS9 season 7 episode 10... It's only a paper moon.
1: Oh, my heart's breaking. That's a great
2: pick. Yeah. This is just one of those, those evergreen episodes that I don't think anybody could dislike. It's the ending is, is so heartbreaking for not the fact that he feels after injuring himself feels so vulnerable um, that he doesn't want to go back to real life. It's, I think it's something that's, that's real. Um, and that's why I like it so much, because it takes something that happens in real life and puts a science fiction spin on it.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's the truth. This is another episode that just totally works. I mean, let's just talk about Vic Fontaine. I mean, this yeah. character, when they introduced this character in the end of season six and then made him a big part of season seven, when all this other stuff is going on in Deep Space Nine, you're thinking, what? You're going to introduce a yeah. semi a semi sentient uh, holodeck crooner from the sixties Vegas into the show right now? Guys, no, too much. It's never gonna work. And it's a total home run. It works on every level. I love Vic Fontaine and he's so great in this episode. It's amazing.
2: Yeah, and there's so many great lines in this in this episode, yeah. like you don't seem hollow to me. Life is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um just it it's the episode that keeps on giving.
0: Yeah. Will, what's your take on it? Um, yeah, just absolutely. I agree 100% because it's so important for Vic Fontaine, who I think is an amazing character, like you said, to come in so late in the series. I love the nod that they have to classic cinema with um, Nog watching Shane, which is one of the greatest Westerns of all time. Oh, yes. I mean, there's there's just so many great things about it. And it's kind of goes to show that, you know, a lot of a lot of TV shows really were phone. They can phone it in by season seven and none of the Star Trek series did.
1: Yep. That is the truth, all right, awesome. Let's move on to my round three pick.
0: <laughs> we have our
1: first duplicate and five words in a hashtag undercover spy Bashir julian Bashir hashtag I bet they didn't teach you that in the obsidian order <laughs> yay, as we just talked about in round five, uh will's pick. To kick us off, I love Our Man Bashir. It's perfect on every level. We don't have to kind of rehash it too much, but I will say yeah, the tone and the set design, the production, the the names of the characters, Honey Bear, <laughs> Mona loves it, Falcon. It's just uh, it's fantastic. It's a, it's a Ronald D. Moore script, and I think it, uh, it's what the holodeck is all about. Oh, and rum and eddington trying to f- save the day outside the holiday it's so much good stuff
0: yeah the first the first time around we didn't even mention you know colomini and his <laughs> the yes. that's okay. so great
1: <laughs> so well you mentioned it in your hashtag the that's true yeah, the Dom, the shooting the dump uh 45 all right any other quick comments on our man bashir before we move on
0: well, I just remember reading in the production notes that it was actually the most arduous shoot of all of Deep Space Nine. They usually shot the episodes in like six or seven days. I think that one took 10 days to film. So it it really showed you what they put into it. It was really high quality.
1: That uh, makes sense because it's extremely well done. All right. Let's move on to round two. Will, what's your round two pick? All right, so this is where
0: I'm going to maybe get a little controversial because it's not really a holodeck episode, but it is certainly a hologram episode. Okay. Um, So my five words, I am going to sing them. (laughs) Just aim for his behind. (laughs) Hashtag activate the ECH. It It is is Voyager Tinker Tenor Dr. Spy.
1: This is a fascinating pick. Tuvok, you have just gone without for seven years about. Uh, we're just going to sing the whole rest of the episode. <laughs> I love um, this pick. This is we'll regret that. definitely outside, outside the box. So uh, what's your thinking
0: here? Well, my thinking is one of the classic Trek themes is, you know, a holodeck malfunction episode. So, imagine that you have a Holodeck malfunction episode happening in the Doctor's head, and that's kind of what that episode is, and I just love what that does for the Doctor you know, I think it's an important episode for the Doctor, and again, I think the Doctor is one of the great characters in all of Star Trek he has this kind of malfunction going on, and then you've got this great like, sub-storyline of these aliens kind of watching in on his thoughts and that speaks a lot to um, you know, voyeurism and what would it be like if people could see our dreams? They would think that we're pretty messed up or they would fear us. And and I just think that there's just a lot in that episode. And it has the greatest cold open in Star Trek history with that song.
1: It it really does. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. I I love this pig. I love the outside of the box thinking. I was wondering if we'd get anything like this. There's a couple others somebody you could uh you could layer in like in, in this kind of thinking, but uh I love it. It's an all-time great episode. I like the uh, the potato aliens. <laughs> potato aliens, sure. The hierarchy. The hierarchy. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, brilliant, Marty. What's your take on it?
2: Um, this episode's just ridiculous. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love ridiculous episodes. So, um, it didn't make my my holodeck list, but it's definitely up there in terms of my favorite episodes. I mean, potato aliens. You can't go wrong.
1: I love those guys. I did not think of this one at all. I love the uh, clever thinking. And Marty, what's your number two pick?
2: All right. My number two pick, my five words, invaders from the fifth dimension. Hashtag intruders. Voyager season five, episode 12, Bride of Chaotica. We We did get
1: one, Marty. We got one. Duplicate. Another duplicate. I love it.
2: I couldn't not pick this episode because it's so self-aware, and it's just the Voyager cast having a damn good time.
1: Oh, that's incredible. Love it.
2: I, lo- I didn't mention it before, but I love the robot, and he gets damaged, need repair, help,
0: help, help. <laughs> what is a transistor?
1: <laughs> well, let's do this, because triplicate it's my no way as well oh my god oh i'm right like chaotic we have a voyager sweep in round two and yeah i mean come on this episode it's hard to think anybody could keep this off of a top five <laughs> all list my five words of the hashtag was shut down the lightning field hashtag and fire the destructo beam <laughs> this is my number 20 episode of trek ranks and it's it's one of Trek's all time funniest episodes for sure.
2: So funny. It's so it's good,
1: just nonstop. And actually my, I was checking this on my, on dot where I have my five words and a hashtag for each episode. And I actually had as my five words, best Trek holodeck episode ever hashtag quite possibly turns out it's number two on my list. I have one ahead yeah. of it uh, now that we're doing this show, but uh yeah, the episode's amazing. The premise is unbelievable. You just buy it hook, line, and sinker. These trans-dimensional aliens have stumbled into the holodeck and think it's all real. And like you said, Marty, Satan's robot is just... Paris is reading the, the telegraph ticker. Yeah. And he's mm-hmm. like, we must get out of here. Stop. Stop. The, the thing in just <laughs> says, stop. Summarize what you're saying. Actually, let's play that line now, too, because that one's awesome these are your sensor readings telegram it's a message to captain proton from the president of earth intercepted communications between dr chaotica and arachnia stop chaotica at war with aliens from fifth dimension stop must strike now to disable death ray stop please summarize the message yeah, this overall just amazing, amazing episode. I think. Any, any other final thoughts on it, uh, Will?
0: Just the best. I mean, that's all I got at this point. I love it. I'll probably watch it again tonight too, just just for fun.
1: It is genius. I'm excited that you're gonna. You might get to watch Homeward tonight. You should definitely do that. It's that one is a winner. Mission accomplished. Well, let's move to round one and find out what our number one holiday episodes are. Will, what do you got?
0: Like I said, this one is going to probably be controversial. I'm going to get letters on this, but I I had my rules and I wanted to follow my rules. And I think this is the one that actually the holodeck has the most relevance to in in terms of advancing the plot. So five words are here's to the next generation. Hashtag TNG meets ENT.
1: Oh my goodness, oh, no, <laughs> these are the voyages. He, he went there. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh no. These are the voyages. It's the number one episode. I oh, said I wouldn't judge you, but well, I'm judging you. I'm like, I am loving this pig. So this was on my secondary systems, <laughs> and it was basically uh, gonna be, I was gonna end with it. It was gonna be my special shout-out right at the end, just to make a joke because. I figured no one is going to pick these are the voyages. This is their top five episode. The best laid plans. Oh, Will, you're killing it. I love this pick. By the way, it's not that bad an episode, people. No, it isn't. Yeah, no, it. Everybody, it's everybody. not a good finale. We get it. Not a good finale, but it's not that bad of an episode. Will?
2: Yeah, you got to look at it on its own. If, if, Enterprise, had had a, sorry, if Enterprise had had a season five, oh. and this was just the season four closer, it probably would have been in like a lot of people's top list
1: that's true probably it it certainly wouldn't be in the bottom yeah so will why did you pick this i love this pick
0: well i think it's i think it's like you said it's a fantastic episode and it always gets hung up on the fact that it's a finale so everyone digs on it and and to an extent it feels maybe like you know not the finale that you would want and so that people say that it's more a tng episode all those things but I think it's incredibly poignant, Uh, I think, to have that time jump and to see where the characters were after years. uh, I love the, uh, I love Shran. I love, you know, I I hate Tripp's death, but I love the performance of it. Um, I just think it's a great episode. And then to have it all wrapped around the fact that it's actually Riker using um we all use star trek to help our lives you know we use things that we learn in it to help our lives we watch an episode if we're in a if we're in a certain position and we feel something we might watch an episode to see how the characters deal with that similar thing so the thing that's brilliant about these are the voyages is you're seeing one of our beloved characters using the characters that we love, too, to help himself through a difficult situation. So if I will be a defender of these are the voyages until my dying day.
1: I'm speechless by that defense, because that is the truth, man. We all use Star Trek just the way that Riker was using it in this episode. That is a brilliant observation that I've never thought of before, and I'm... I'm getting emotional. That's fantastic. Come at me, Marty. (sighs) Marty, what's your take on this one? (laughs) Um, I just
2: have to say that I'm proud that you're my co-host on Reading Trek because (laughs) this is an absolutely amazing pick. And your defense of this episode is a thousand percent
1: spot on. I have to give you some applause because that's probably. It really? It's amazing. It's, oh, I can't, I can't wait for everybody to hear this and you just did here on Trek ranks. That is one of my favorite picks ever. Will I am Thank you. That is awesome. All right, Marty, what's your, what's your number one pick? All
2: right. My number one, five words, ugly alien, just once company hashtag double Fakeout oh. TNG season four, episode eight, Future Imperfect. Uh, He's not ugly, Marty. He's beautiful. (laughs) He's beautiful. (laughs) He's got those big, big Joey green eyes and that gray skin. Uh,
1: This is another huge pick. I love it.
2: Well, not only is this like one of the best Riker episodes out there, um, it's an alternate reality episode, which I'm a huge sucker for. We get those those alternates uh com badges in this episode mm. and riker just yelling at Picard
0: shut up Admiral <laughs>
1: shut up as in Admiral. stop talking <laughs> close your mouth <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> right. and the, the double fake out you think he's you double think it's the out. Romulans and then it's not the Romulans it's Barash oh, boy
0: little And I and I love the look on his face when he sees Minuet mm-hmm. in the video too. Oh that that cuz you get that same realization. Oh, I love yeah. that. Um this was on and my I secondary.
2: Have, I love that they tied it back to like a season 1 episode.
0: Mhm. I yeah. thought that was great. I, that also really shows you the the depth of what the Holodeck can do because that left an emotional impression on Riker's brain that he fell right. in love with a Holodeck yeah. character.
1: Mhm. Uh, that's another deep, deep pick. I didn't think of this one. It's not on my secondary systems just because it didn't pop into my head. I mean, it's it's a hollow it's a holodeck though. I mean, he's kind of faked a holodeck and then it's has, not an enterprise holodeck. But well, it's he's a hol- got well the, big, the first the first out is a is a it's a Romulan right, right. holodeck or something uh, like a mind probe, and then uh, yeah, the second part uh, he's got kind of his own little. Things oh Barash. Barash breaks my heart every time. I love that guy. That child actor they got to play him was just so good. Oh, he was he was really good. It's yeah, a what
2: an episode.
1: Another fantastic pick. I love that both of these picks. Actually, it's funny you mentioned min- Minuet because I thought when during your five words in a hashtag, Will that maybe you were going to pick one one zero zero one zero zero one, and because that would be a pretty good holiday episode to pick if. Uh, if you were talking about character development and Riker and what that meant for him down the road, but both your picks have great connections to previous episodes, so let's jump to my number one pick. This is one of my all-time favorite episodes of Star Trek, and my five words in a hashtag: Seska will never give up. Hashtag Insurrection Alpha, and it is worst-case scenario from season three. Of Voyager. Yay, this is on my secondary. I, and it's not exactly the kind of holiday episode that people, I think, think of when they think of holiday episodes. Yeah. But for me, it was my clear number one. Right away, I was like, that's a holiday episode. I love that episode. I can watch it over and over. And like Future Imperfect, I love how it just keeps you guessing. It just it resurrects one of the best villains in Star Trek history, in my opinion, who is Seska, and not for the last time, by the way, they bring her they bring her back again. And yeah, every time you think you're done with her, she gets back. <laughs> I, love her. I love her, and I think the structure is just they use the holiday perfectly. It's so much fun seeing Paris walking around in the in the yellow security outfit, and then he's he chooses one path and he ends up in the brig, and he's like, I'm bored. What are, what are we doing here? It's, uh, for me, that episode is a masterpiece. I love Martha Hackett as Seska. And it's just one of my all time. It's number five on my Voyager uh, Trek Ranks episode. So one of my all time favorites. So uh, Will, what's your take on worst case scenario?
0: Yeah, um, I I think it's great. And like you said, it's, you keep getting Seska back. And um, I always that always reminds me of um, the DS9 episode with all the booby traps.
1: Yes, civil defense,
0: civil defense, you know, just that, you know, things that can stay and wait long after you're gone, (laughs) and just come back and bite other people.
1: Yeah, it is like that. That's a good, good call. How about you, Marty? So this one, this is on your secondary systems? It was on my
2: secondary systems. Um, It's one of the ones that I was, I have a lot of secondary systems because (laughs) there's a lot of good holodeck episodes, but no, this is definitely up there on my list. Um, It's, it's just such a great, all the crew trying to play out the scenario and see where it goes. And then I'm like, where's, what's the point of this episode? Where's it going? And then they go in to edit it. And that's when, you know, the S hits the fan.
1: Yeah, it's uh, yeah when they when uh, Tuvok goes and and at first Tuvok's like I'm not gonna work, I'm not gonna do this, and then uh, Paris and B'Elanna are trying to like doing their own storylines, and he's just like that is implausible. that would never happen. Okay, I'll write it, I'll write it. (laughs) What are we doing in the brig? I have no idea. We haven't given the computer instructions to create a location yet.
2: Hello, Tuvok. I've been expecting you. If you can see me, you've obviously reopened the narrative parameters file of the tactical scenario you've been working on. How do you know that? You're a hologram. That's right. A holographic representation of Seska, one of the Maquis shipmates you betrayed. I would have thought all that time you spent spying on us might have given you a little more insight into the Maquis. But after looking over what you've already written, I can see you need a little help. So I've created this representation of myself. To guide you through the rest of the program
1: There is no more programming
2: There is now I finished writing it for you With a few revisions of my own Revisions? To start with, the holodeck is now sealed Your friends will find it very difficult To get you out of here And the safety protocols are off Which means, if I shoot you And I am going to shoot you You'll die
0: But not just yet
2: You've got 10 seconds to run.
1: I love it. Great episode. All right, let's run through some uh, secondary systems. Will, what what do you got that we haven't really talked about yet? Well, it's funny
0: because Marty and I talked last night. We did not reveal anything to each other, but uh, I told him that I, I had whittled my secondaries down to two. And then today upon review, I got, got it back up to seven. So um, uh, a lot of duplicates to what was talked about today. Future Imperfect, Killing Game, Fistful of Datas, uh, Pathfinder I have on there because I think Ooh, Barkley oh, yeah, is a really important yeah. character in, um, in Holodeck episodes. Love that pick. Uh, gotcha. Living, living witness, which is a deeply emotional episode with the, the Doctor, and you find out that it's nine hundred years later. Um, that's
1: that, that's on my uh, secondary systems. And then I actually have
0: two the two movie references because I don't think you could talk Holodeck without talking about the Brig Enterprise boat in Generations and the Great Dixon Hill reference in First Contact. I love I love <sighs> both of those sequences. Uh, those are
1: two great. Holiday shout outs for sure. How about you, Marty? Want to rattle off some.
2: Um, I have uh, Real Life from Voyager, where the doctor creates his holographic family.
1: Oh and my the god. Daughter dies. Uh that's that that was on my list of episodes I grew to love when we did Trek Ranks, Episodes I yeah. grew to love. Because I hated that the first time I saw it. And now I love it. And I can't get through it without I can't get through without it. Without no. Oh my right, great pick. I didn't think of that one. I love it. That, I was, I,
2: that almost made my top five. It was like neck and neck with the Killing Game for a while there.
1: Fantastic.
2: Um, I have Elementary Deer Data, which is mm. just a classic episode. I have A Matter of Perspective because I thought it was a really creative use of the holodeck to have um, a trial by holodeck.
1: Great pick.
2: I have... Bada bing, bada bang, which is basically Star Trek's Ocean Eleven.
1: Yep. <laughs>
2: Pathfinder, worst case scenario. And it might be a cheat, but I put flesh and blood on there as well.
1: Oh. Hmm. That's a great one. I mean, it's it's kind of a holodeck. Uh, I mean, it's obviously a holo-enabled ship for the holograms to, yeah. to work. Well yeah. that's a that's a top 10 episode at uh, Trek Rakes, I love that. That's a good good shout-out. That's the one where the Doctor gets beamed into space, right? No, that was in Basics.
2: He gets beamed onto a hologram ship.
1: It's Basics, right? Yeah. Basics. I just love that scene where the Doctor's yeah. out in space. <laughs> he, he ends up uh, with a crew of... That's the one with they fighting the Herogens, those, mm. uh, those holograms. I love that episode. All right, I'll rattle off a few more that I had Homeward on my list. Man, you guys had some good picks. Of course, I had Elementary Deer Data and Ship in a Bottle. A highlighted night. My toughest cut was bada bing, bada bang. Yeah, that's a good that episode. Was right on the edge for me. And no one's mentioned hollow pursuits yet. That is the OG, uh, holodeck episode <laughs> with Barkley. I thought about it, you know, it was yep. it was
0: close, but I've also just never been a fan of it because, and, you know, and I think it's probably a very egotistical reason because if, if there were a holodeck, I would be such a hollow addict. I'd just be living oh, on it.
2: True. Well, I didn't pick it because I didn't like the way the rest of the crew was treating Barclay in that episode.
1: Was- all right, Lieutenant Broccoli. Uh, <laughs> all right, two more. I had his way, which is a really, really clever use of the uh, holodeck. Where uh, Kira and Odo get together for the first time in Deep Space, yes. Spain. And then I was going to do my special shout out to These Are the Voyages, but since that's gone because Will just made the epic all time pick, well, Will steamrolled you in, there. Instead, I'm going to do my my uh, special shout out to Fairhaven and Spirit Folk. I oh. like those. <laughs> uh-huh. what <When> anybody says. <laughs> I like them. And we're going to end it on that note. So let's <laughs> let's jump into our regeneration cycle and wind this episode down.
2: Computer, activate regeneration cycle. Alcoves Beta and Gamma.
1: All right. So we're going to run through our quick recap of our picks, and then we'll uh, run through a few statistics to to highlight everything we went through. So, Will, rattle off your top five picks.
0: Uh, top five is five, Arman Bashir, Deep Space Nine. Four, Voyager, Bride of Chaotica. Three, TNG, The Big Goodbye. Two, Voyager, Tinker Tenor, Dr. Spy. And one, Enterprise. These are the Voyages.
1: That list is fantastic. You had two from Voyager, one TNG, one DS9, and one Enterprise. So you spread it around pretty well. I love it. Marty, what's your, uh, rattle off your top five.
2: All right, my top five. TNG's *Homebird*, Voyager's The Killing Game, DS9's It's Only a Paper Moon, Voyager's Bride of Chaotica, and TNG's Future Imperfect.
1: That's your number one. So you had two TNG, two Voyagers, and one Deep Space Nine. That's fantastic. And all right, my top five from TNG Fistful of Datas. My number four was Take Me Out to the Hollow Suite from Deep Space Nine. My number three, Our Man Bashir, also from Deep Space Nine. And I close it out with two Voyager episodes Bride of Chaotica at number two and Worst Case Scenario at number one. So, a couple of quick statistics. We had. One two part episode. We love two part episodes because you basically get bonus track. So, yeah. But Marty has six hours on his list. We love that. We had one duplicate and we had a rare triplicate, a triple with Bride of Chaotica. We all had it. That is a epic all time episode. So the breakdown was we had nothing from TOS or the Kelvin timeline or Discovery. We had one Enterprise episode, which is, we will not stop talking about on Trek rank, That's amazing. Four from TNG, four from Deep Space Nine, and Voyager leads the way with six picks, mainly because of Bride of Chaotica. with Three. That's incredible. Awesome, awesome lists. And let's, uh, I don't know, are you guys feeling a little deja vu? Or as Sheriff Worf would say, a feeling of nepa. Because guess what? We've entered a temporal causality loop again. So before we can depart this show, it's time to hear from you. The Enterprise
2: has been caught up in a temporal causality loop. And I suspect that something similar may
1: have happened to you. This week we're jumping back to episode 30 in our top five hottest characters, part one, which kicked off our Pride Month celebration here on Trek Ranks. And when I say that the feedback on our hottest characters was off the hook, I mean I could barely keep track of it all. I cannot believe how many tweets I was getting, how many picks were coming in. So if you're if you're looking forward to me maybe highlighting some of your picks tonight, the odds are very long because we got about fifty lists submitted, which so is a lot to track. So I want to thank everybody for sending in their picks. So as you may know, part one of the top five hottest characters was dedicated to the dudes. And one of the first lists I want to highlight is... How many people picked Barash? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I wish somebody had picked Barash. Oh, and, and, be... and there were a ton of Mourns on there, right? Mourn? I think there was a Morn mentioned by somebody. It was a joke, but there was no Barash. But, uh, all right. Instead of rattling off a bunch of one-offs, because, again, we got dates from everywhere and for everyone, from Nog to Vic Fontaine to Barile. Yep. To DeMar, to Admiral Mark Jameson, the young version, deep cut alert, to Harry Kim, Travis Mayweather, plus all the usual suspects. So instead of detailing these pick by pick by pick, I'm going to quickly go through the submissions from two of our favorite listeners out there, the soon-to-be husband and wife team of Foz Rotten and Brittany with about five B's. She is at... Ms. B. Fuhrer M-S-B-F-E-U-R on Twitter and they sent in two awesome lists with full five words and a hashtag summaries so starting off with Brittany's list she had Lieutenant Paul Stamets an infinite network of lug hashtag hook me up her number four was Commander Spock from the Kelvin timeline he can compromise me emotionally hashtag academics do it better her number three was Dr. Letter McCoy, also from the Kelvin Timeline. I'll even take your bones, hashtag play doctor. Bones was in uh, quotes. Her number two, Lieutenant Commander Worf, we love that, from uh, TNG and Deep Space Nine. <laughs> this five words in hashtags hashtag is making me blush. I don't mind it rough, hashtag yes sir. And her number one, another classic, another Klingon. Lieutenant Ash Tyler from Discovery, a Klingon in the Sheets, hashtag Dat Ash. Wow. Pretty. (laughs) This list is amazing. All right. And then her uh, fiancé, at Foz Rotten, who we've heard from before with his awesome submissions, his number five was Starfleet Cadet Wesley Crusher, Mama's Boy to Bad Boy, hashtag get you out of that sweater. Oh, my gosh. That's the best. I love that. We had a few Wesley Crusher picks. Number four was uh, Captain Okona from the Outrageous Okona in TNG. Pretty sure he was the only Okona pick, fantastic pick, the sexiest scoundrel in space, hashtag not Han Solo. He had uh, at number three another Kelvin timeline pick, Lieutenant Sulu, show me that sword play, hashtag hand-to-hand combat. His number two was Charles Trip Tucker, who I had on my list. Chief Engineer of the Heart, hashtag ready to go down south. And his number one was Dr. Hugh Colbert. We love that. Do you make house calls? Hashtag yes, dear doctor. I do declare. (laughs) So that's enough hotness to break us out of this week's temporal causality loop. (laughs) So, So our plan is to save our recap on Trek's hot women for the next show. And guess what? Yep. We had even more submissions for the women, so I got a lot to go through on that one for, for our next show. So anyway, keep your list coming to me at TrekRank so we can retweet them. But also, we want to hear from you too, so please put together your own list of top five holodeck episodes. Give us a call. We'd love to hear directly from you. You can call us at the Tricorder Transmissions at 609-512-5527 at 609-512-LLAP. So hopefully we'll hear from you so you can be featured on the next episode of Trek Ranks. And on the next episode of Trek Ranks, we have got an epic topic for you. It's one of these ones I've been anxious to get to for a while because she's one of my top five all-time characters on the Trek Ranks character list, which you can find at trekranks.com. She's actually number four on my overall list of Star Trek characters, which tells you how great she is. So next week, we're breaking out our top five Kira Norris episodes, and I cannot wait to do that. That episode will be part of our ongoing celebration this year of the 25th anniversary of Deep Space Nine. So Will and Marty, anything jumping out at you guys right away when you think of your uh, top five Kira episodes, Will? Uh, absolutely. Um, for me, it's Deep
0: Space Nine's Progress. Um, I think Progress is a highly emotional episode. Um, I, I know a lot of Trek fans got to do it, but uh, Iris Stephen Bear interviewed me for um, the uh, what, we Le- what We Left Behind doc. Oh, and. Awesome. That's actually what we talked about when he interviewed me, because at the time it was right at the height of when Native Americans were being kicked out of their land for the oil pipeline up in the Dakotas. Yep. And all I could think about was progress and you know how deeply emotional that episode is.
1: For first of all fingers crossed that we hope you make the final cut of the uh, d space nine documentary I didn't know that that's awesome, and that's a great episode great pick super I'm in early. the trailer, so I hope I made it super early oh that's right you are I did know that I forgot about that all right Marty how about you anything jumping out at you for a kira episode
2: um again i don't I don't know the name of it, but it's the episode I think it's a akira episode where they're in the alternate timeline with taarak nor mm. they have to like or it's a flashback episode that's what it is.
1: Oh, in uh, things, oh, Necessary Evil? Yes. Where, I where so. she, where Odo, spoiler alert, Odo finds out that she actually murdered that guy and he thought it was somebody else. And he's like, oh, you've been lying to me all these years. That's an yeah. amazing episode. That's a, I, yeah, that's the one. I might have to consider that one on my list. That's fantastic. All right, awesome stuff, guys. <laughs> this, this episode is great. Uh, huge thanks to our reading Trek duo, Will Conlon and Marty Ali. Two awesome guests. You guys crushed it tonight with these picks. Hope you had fun. We did. Oh, I had a great time. It was fantastic. Alright, any final Trek thoughts before we uh, before we get out of here?
0: Well, I, I personally just want to say, and, you know, it's not just smoke. I love what you do here, Jim. I think this is really just a great podcast, and it's just so much fun, and I love how positive it is. You know, there's no no wrong answers. There's no bottom lists. It's just always tops. So I just
1: really commend what you've got here. Ah, oh, appreciate that, Will. Marty, say something nice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't get... All tops, no bottoms out of my head.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's the perfect way to end Pride Month. All right. That's, uh, That's our closeout here. All right. Thanks again, everyone, for engaging with us here on episode 32 of the Trek Ranks podcast. As always, I want to close by saying I'm looking forward to standing with you again here in this place where I belong. How do you propose to defeat Chaotica? Well, he's been attacking the aliens with his death ray. It's a shame we don't have one.
2: Hi there, thanks again for listening. If you're cruising the galaxy looking for even more Trek talk, why not visit our good friends Bill and Dan over at trekgeeks.com. They've got a great podcast that covers a wide range of Star Trek topics, so you're sure to find something you'll love. And
0: if you're in the mood for some awesome tunes, then you really need to head over to 5yearmission.net. The guys are writing a song for every episode of the original series, and each one is absolutely brilliant.
2: So that's trekgeeks.com and FiveYearMission.net. yearmissionnet Check them out today. Couldn't you call it a strike?
1: Reverse I the point call! Point Reverse the strike. call! That was low and outside! The ball was clearly outside! But oh, what the hell were you looking at? You can't tell me that ball was over the plate! What were you doing? Regenerating?
2: Caught the outside corner. Outside Caulk corner? It that was a ball and deck deck you know Maybe it! We should have two stadium, men on! Two the men part on! Part the plate. Two men on! Gentlemen, you are trying my patience.
1: What kind trying to make it no, no way! You stole the run from us! You stole it just as if you reached up and torn off the scoreboard! You stole it
2: from us! You you're out of here what no player shall at any time make contact with the umpire in any manner the prescribed penalty for the violation is immediate ejection from the game rule number 4.06 subsection a paragraph 4 look it up but do it in the stands you're gone